0: Welcome to the Rule of Law Rules podcast from the Conrad Adenauer Foundation. My name is Angela Daly and I am your host. In this new podcast, we will talk to international experts about the rule of law in the age of digitalisation. We will gain insights into recent developments in different parts of the world. For example, we will have a look at the EU's General Data Protection Regulation, better known as the GDPR. How has it influenced data protection worldwide? How is data protection handled in different European countries and in other parts of the world? And what will happen next? Tackling these questions is our February guest, Ioana Stuparu. Ioana is a researcher in data regulation at the Central European University. She's also the founder of a boutique consultancy company, ReadyTech Consulting, which supports small and medium-sized companies across Europe to incorporate privacy standards into their operations. Joanna is also our expert on developments in Southeast Europe. Welcome, Joanna, and thanks for joining us. Thank you for the invitation. Happy to be here. You're very welcome. So we like to start and end our episodes with some quickfire questions to liven up the serious topic of data protection. So I will start a sentence and you can finish it with the first thing that comes to mind. Data protection is my favourite topic because...
1: Mm, Because it applies in every field and industry.
0: The first time I realised the importance of data protection
1: was... Uh, While I was doing research for my master's thesis.
0: Data protection is a typically Romanian thing because... (laughs) A tricky question. It's not. (laughs) Thanks. So let's move on to our longer questions. Ioana, can you tell us a bit more about your work in this area?
1: Uh, I started doing research on data protection and data regulation in general while I was uh, doing research for my PhD dissertation. It was way before the GDPR had been adopted and came into force. And of course, after many years of researching how the GDPR got to be adopted and then implemented, I I was contacted by some private uh, companies and actually started doing consulting for them. Because, you know, GDPR was a new thing on the market and no company was aware of how this would change general data protection rules in Europe. Because, you know, data protection was not something new in Europe at that time. We, we had already had the data protection directive into force since the, the late 90s. But still, it was a revolution in the private sector. And the companies throughout Europe generally sought uh, advice from, uh, from lawyers, from uh, researchers on how to best uh, implement privacy standards.
0: Can you give us an overview of data protection governance in Southeast Europe?
1: In Southeast Europe, we have to make a difference between the countries that are EU members and that, of course, have have implemented GDPR standards and the countries that are not. And I just want to underline some of the countries that are nearby the EU member states, like, for instance, Serbia or Ukraine or Moldova. And we've seen that some countries have already taken steps following the GDPR adoption to transpose similar rules into their uh, national legislations, like, for instance, Serbia, that had adopted a law in late 2018 which was uh, similar to the GDPR, as well as we have Ukraine or Moldova, countries that have not yet transposed any GDPR implementation legislation and that are still following the old rules, uh, which had had tried to align their laws with the previous data protection directive. We are optimistic, though, because we know that Moldova, for instance, is planning in the near future to adopt um, GDPR standards and to change their laws. And I'm thinking that uh, other countries like Ukraine might do the same.
0: Um, So what do you think about this governance situation in Southeast Europe, in particular the countries that you mentioned, which are not EU member states?
1: I think all these countries are trying to stay ahead and trying to follow what happens at EU level for several reasons, including, for instance, their ongoing negotiations and relationships with the EU, right? They have companies that uh, operate or that are targeting the EU market. Therefore, they also have to respect the GDPR standards. And also, there are some uh, trade agreements or some uh, other international uh, partnerships that oblige them one way or another to observe similar standards, right? We know, for instance, that that non-EU member states have to observe EU standards in case of data transfers. What is your personal opinion on this? Uh, My personal opinion is that uh, these countries have not been directly hit by the GDPR because they did not have to apply it and they were not facing the consequences of non-compliance, just like EU member states. However... Indirectly, the GDPR had an effect on them because of practical reasons. They could not continue being close to the EU member states uh, block without observing a similar level of data protection. That's why they implemented the privacy standards in the uh, previous data protection directive too.
0: As we know already, the EU GDPR's implementation in May 2018 is a hugely significant development for data protection law in Europe and globally. What do you, Joanna, think about the GDPR?
1: I think the GDPR was a milestone from all points of view. It not only set up the direction on data protection law globally, but it also helped uh, market actors become aware of the importance of privacy and gave them a direction and concrete guidelines on how they should implement privacy standards into their operations. So what is the influence of the GDPR where you are? I could see the effects of the GDPR uh, at a very concrete level just by seeing the perception of the general population. The very immediate reaction was a lot of paperwork banks, uh, telecommunication companies, internet service providers, all of them were asking everybody to sign lots of uh, additional uh, papers. But that was just because at the very beginning, people were not able to truly understand that this is not just about bureaucracy and paperwork. Soon after, after a first year or so of implementation, I could see some actual awareness uh, getting traction and the companies primarily started having trainings informing their customers on the importance of their personal data and taking, uh, for instance, uh, additional security or encryption measures to protect customers' data. So what is driving increased data
0: protection laws in your region?
1: I would say for both EU and non-EU member states, the answer is the same. And it's about not only the GDPR and uh, the enforcement of the GDPR through the European Data Protection Board and the data protection supervisors, guidelines and uh, other laws that uh, rules that they are uh, adopting, but also other EU level regulation that are being discussed Everything uh, that's happening nowadays from technology development to the COVID-19 threat to uh, the threat that may come at the geopolitical level, the competition that is posed by the Chinese or the US competitors, everything is forcing the EU to take new measures in different industries and fields. And all of these have uh, repercussions on how data protection laws are applied and how they look in member states and, as I explained previously, also in non-member states. So do you see
0: differences in the approach to data protection within Southeast Europe?
1: I can say that there are some differences in terms of enforcement. Some data protection authorities have been more active and applied more fines. Uh, For instance, Romania and Hungary have had uh, more fines applied from 2018 onwards than other countries. A similarity, I could say, I could see, though, is the fact that the level of fines, the amount of the fines is pretty low compared to Western Europe. So I could say that that's a similarity across southeastern Europe.
0: In Southeast Europe, are data protection laws taking a more general approach to data protection? Or are different sectors regulated differently?
1: Of course, GDPR should have a uniform application across all sectors. However, uh, exactly because it applies to all sectors, it also applies to some already highly regulated industries, like, for instance, telecommunications, healthcare, that already had in place some data protection rules. Just think about the healthcare, right, where you also have... Patient's rights regulation. And of course, somebody that works in the industry has to pay a lot of attention when corroborating the rules of the GDPR with the sectorial uh, regulations. What do
0: you think about the implementation of the enforcement mechanisms under data protection
1: law? In theory, it sounds good. But I think in practice, there should be more cooperation between national data protection authorities, because they are the ones that enforce the GDPR in practice. And uh, secondly, I also think there should be more awareness and there should be more mechanism to make sure that the general public understands why we have the GDPR and what its importance is. Uh, so what do you think
0: about public authorities in Southeast Europe? Uh, do you think that there is sufficient capacity to implement data governance regulation in Southeast Europe? Are the regulators well resourced enough? And do public authorities themselves respect data protection?
1: It took more than a year for many of the Southeastern European uh data protection regulators to start implementing and enforcing GDPR standards because they were understaffed and because they did not have the knowledge and the budget right, to hire more, more people and to make sure that this new regulation was properly applied. Even nowadays, I could say that's my personal opinion that uh, they are still understaffed you know, they saw themselves suddenly uh, with this huge burden of having to implement an enormous body of rules. And that's still a problem that they have to tackle. Um, With regards to public authorities respecting GDPR themselves, in Romania, at least, there's been some fines applied to public authorities because they were not respecting GDPR themselves. And actually, that's my personal opinion, having observed how public authorities work they are the ones that, that are the least compliant with GDPR standards. So I'm expecting more enforcement at this level from the data protection authorities.
0: Now moving on to the private sector, what has been the extent of public-private dialogue on data protection in your region? Has the private sector worked alongside regulators and policymakers to create and uphold data protection laws?
1: In the case of uh, data protection rules, this was a rather top-bottom approach. So how it worked is that the private sector and the public authorities received this new uh, body of rules from the European Union, and they just had to apply it. So I could not see any type of collaboration between the private sector and the legislators on this, sadly. However, there were some reactions, of course, and I I can say that uh, in practice, it gained an organic development. And the more the data protection authorities became uh, involved in enforcing GDPR, the more the private sector started to get involved in uh, training their DPOs, hiring DPOs in the first place, carrying training seminars, and getting to have a proper privacy and data protection enforcement in their companies and operations. So it
0: took the reality of enforcement and fines to encourage the private sector to take data protection seriously?
1: That's, that's my impression, exactly. Okay, and what
0: about um, another important actor in data protection, civil society? Is civil society in your region engaged in debates and
1: dialogue and litigation on data protection issues? I think it's less involved than it should. And that's because we did not have a culture of privacy or we had a very isolated one before. There are some organizations that uh, are protecting consumers' rights or digital rights in all these countries uh, that are active at European level as well. Uh, I see more and more initiatives to study The the extent to which data protection rules are uh, respected in Southeastern Europe, like for instance, CDIG, the Southeastern Europe Dialogue on Internet Governance, had recently had a research group studying the the compliance of tracking apps uh, in Southeastern European countries during the pandemic. I also saw some privacy activist groups filing complaints at European level, driving civil society efforts to try to drive regulation in a certain direction or others. Like, for instance, uh, the NOIP group that has been very active, including in this part of Europe I'm optimistic that the more people become aware that the more this is studied in law schools and in, uh, at university level in, in, in general, the more people will start to care about this issue and fight for their rights.
0: So are data
1: protection
0: and privacy well understood ideas among the general public in your region or are they viewed as foreign or non-native concepts?
1: They are definitely not something that is part of our culture, which is weird because people are very careful about their private lives, but not about their private data. Right. Not about their behavior online. And that's because technology uh, has developed so quickly that people did not get to become uh, accustomed to their behavior online, to what the harms for them and for their kids could be. I think throughout years, this will slowly change as we have more and more regulation. And I think that if data protection was not a field 10 years ago, it's definitely a separate industry with the companies operating uh, primarily or purely on data protection consulting, with lawyers specialised in this, with more and more active groups involved in this. So slowly, we will get there. So
0: what do you think is going to be the future of data governance activities in your region over the next few years?
1: I think the field will develop even more as we get to have more regulation. Like, for instance, we just found out that the e-privacy regulation or a final draft has been accepted at European level under the Portuguese presidency of the council. Uh, This will also have an impact on how data protection rules are enforced all over Europe and thus in southeastern Europe uh, as well.
0: So what do you think the impact of these developments, particularly around e-privacy, is going to be on data governance internationally?
1: I'm expecting to see, just like in the case of the GDPR, other countries following uh, the behaviour of the EU, adopting similar regulation, because in the case of GDPR, other countries have copied like for instance brazil has adopted a similar law china's uh, data protection law which is now uh, under under discussion has a similar very similar form to the gdpr even in the us you saw the california data protection law so once we have the the e privacy regulation adopted which will take some time so <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, brace for it now or not not yet I'm expecting to see similar developments uh, by other countries.
0: Great. Thanks very much, Joanna. Now to finish, three more quick questions. I will start the sentence and you can finish it. Data protection is so big in Southeast Europe because... Because of the GDPR, that's for sure. (laughs) Data protection still needs to get better at...
1: Enforcement and awareness. And finally, the rule of law rules because it leads to equality of opportunity for citizens. Great, thank you so much.
0: This was the second edition of our new podcast, Rule of Law Rules, with me, Angela Daly, and our guest, Joanna Stupario. In the show notes, you can find out more about Joanna, links to ReadyTech Consulting, and more information about the Conrad Adenauer Foundation and its Rule of Law programme, which this podcast is part of. You can join us for our next episode at the end of March when we will be shifting our focus from Europe to Latin America with our guest Eduardo Magrani. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel where we will release new episodes of The Rule of Law Rules at the end of every month. If you like this episode then please give us a good rating and tell your data log geek friends about us too. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. See you next time. (laughs)